0: Welcome back to Black Mental Health. And now back to our program. Welcome back to part two of the State of the Black Union in North America. Perceptions. Welcome back. To a place that we all laughed about. Welcome back, brother. Yep. Peace to the universe. Peace to God. Uh, you are listening to Black Mental Health and Race. I'm your host, MF Doug, and my co host is Dr. Moore. Uh, We left off this conversation talking about um, the uh, comfort in your dysfunctional thinking. Um, There is a comfort that you can have. Um, Just a suggestion. It says comfort in your discomfort rather than comforting your dysfunction. Try something like um, taking a risk by putting yourself into an uncomfortable situation. Challenge yourself that way. Try new things, like taste a new food or a new activity instead of the old dysfunctional thinking that you're having. Explore new experiences even if they are different than what you like. Get comfortable with uh, discomfort in social settings, meaning that things that you would avoid in um, society, try those for a change instead of your dysfunctional thinking. And lastly, get comfortable in being different. You don't have to um, be like everybody in order to be who you are. Finding a new self instead of the discomfort that you're used to may be something that you should try. Instead of comfort in your dysfunctional thinking, take comfort in your discomfort, being new to something that you wouldn't normally do. How about that, brother? Um... I'm going to go a little bit further.
1: Yes, sir. Um, If you want to call it um, going further. I recently finished a book uh, about Frederick Douglass. Mm -hmm. And Frederick Douglass said learning to read was the biggest blessing and curse at the same time he said Hmm. that learning to read was so powerful and so harmful at the same time because once he learned to read he knew that he could no longer be a slave Hmm. and then he began to understand why the slave master didn't want the slave's to be able to read because he knew mm. if the slaves were able to read, he, he couldn't keep them a slave.
2: Mm.
1: Then he said on top of learning how to read, it was so hard for him to be a slave, but not only was it hard for him to be a slave, it was hard for him to be a slave among the slaves mm. because slaves couldn't understand why he was unhappy. Right, so to go back to what you were saying, and I, and when I say going a step further, is see ignorance mm. is bliss,
0: indeed it is
1: right. So the less you know, the less you're accountable for mm. the more the more you know, the more you're accountable for, hmm. right? And so I say that to say that. When talking about, um, you, you know, freedoms and accountability and, and things like that, it, it it only makes sense when you understand and you know better and you can do better. But if you don't know better, it's hard for you to do better.
2: Hmm.
0: And therein is the problem and the solution all at once. If we are going to begin a conversation about um, every year in Black History Month about the state of the union of black people and whether we're experiencing progress, how do we begin that conversation and and how do we not negate our achievements? but set ourselves up with uh, realistic goals rather than dysfunctional thinking.
1: Brad, let me say this. And I'll say this to any functional person, Uh, any, any person listening. If every time you make progress and then something bad happens and you feel like, oh, everything I did was a failure, you're never, then you're never, you're never going to make progress. But, it's, but that's based <laughs> on your perception. It's based on the way that you're looking at it. Because there's no successful person in the world that didn't have what, what someone would call failure. They, every successful person in the world has probably had more failures than they've had success. <laughs>
0: wow.
1: Is it this, is this the one thing that they've done that has prospered for them? But they tried a hundred other things that didn't. They just kept trying. But but mm. if but but if all the progress you make, if you say, well, you know, I passed three classes, but I failed two. I didn't make any progress. That's a crazy way of looking at it.
2: Mm.
1: Right. If if if. If I pass four classes, but I miss, but I feel one, that means I didn't make any progress. That's a, that's, it's self destructive. It's self defeatist. Mm. It's that,
2: di-
1: it's dichotomous thinking. It's a, it's, it's a all or nothing. <clears throat> so if all black people don't make it, ain't nobody made it. That's crazy. Mm. it is and, and when i hear people say crazy shit like oh black people like crabs in a in a, in a bucket one person trying to make it out everybody trying to pull them down the reality is crabs don't belong in a fucking bucket
0: hmm. <laughs> that's the situation they find themselves in
1: right so they're not trying to pull the other crab down cuz they don't want them to see they're all trying to get out of the fucking bucket because they don't belong in there. You blame hmm. the person that put them in the bucket, not the crabs in the bucket.
2: Hmm.
0: And it goes back to our dysfunctional thinking for last week when we say that Tyree Nichols shows, see, even black people are beating up on their own kind brother you you need to reexamine what you're saying because that type of thinking means that we ain't gonna have no progress if you see Kyrie Nichols being beat up by black officers and feel defeated, then that is where you're gonna be
1: well again it's it, again it's perception if you see Kyrie hmm. getting beat up. By a black officers, and you feel like black folks ain't made no progress. It doesn't, again, that's dysfunctional thinking because
2: mm.
1: black folks have been trained. Don't nobody like, don't nobody dislike black folks
0: more than black folks,
1: even even the KKK.
0: <laughs> they ain't got nothing on it.
1: <laughs> and don't nobody kill niggas like niggas. <laughs> But the nation that the Supreme Wisdom teachings taught us that,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that's why we had that's why we had to be taught a self love and a, a self knowledge, because mm-hmm. the only reason why you would beat another black man to death, only reason why you would stop another black man out, only reason why you would kill another black man, is you want to kill the image that you see you in that person.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. You're, you're only and trying to kill the, like the image that you see.
1: You're only trying to kill the nigga in you.
2: Hmm.
1: You don't really want to kill that nigga. You really want to kill the nigga in you. But you hmm. don't want to, you don't have the power to do it for you. So you put it on to another to another black person.
2: Hmm.
1: So the, the the nigga that you hurting the physical person that you're hurting is the physical person you really want to hurt inside. Because you hate the hmm. nigga that you are.
2: Hmm.
0: But rather than bracing self-improvement, we see, we project that self-hatred outwardly.
1: Man, look, you and I had the conversation. Jay- Jay-Z was having a conversation with another black man. And Jay-Z said, What he began to realize in therapy was a lot of fights took place in his neighborhood growing up. But the fights were sometimes started by someone saying, you looking at me? Mm
2: -hmm. Why are you
1: looking at me? And the other person would say, I ain't looking at you. And the person would say, I see you looking at me. What they were really saying is, you see my hurt. You see my pain. Oh, I think you see my hurt. Well, I think you see my pain. And I don't want you to see me hurting. And I don't want you to see me in pain. And if mm. you keep looking at me, I'm willing to hurt you or kill you so that you don't see my hurt and you don't see my pain. And that's mm. what you see when you see stuff like that.
2: It's that's what
1: you see. That's what you see on gang, gang on gang violence. Right. That's what you see in in poverty neighborhoods.
2: Hmm.
0: There's a lot of dysfunctional thinking going on. And in that phenomenon, there is no progress. But it's just perception. It's not reality. The reality is that we have judges in high places. We have to people in positions of power, the fact that we can't benefit from it is the thing that we have to uh, correct. Here are people in all of these high positions and we can't even take advantage of. They can't even reach over and grab us and pull us up out of these barrels because we're not ready yet. Until we stop the dysfunctional thinking among ourselves, there is no progress. Some people see that, some people don't. Um, But we can't negate the fact that progress is going on every day around us. But you have to get out of what you have been comfortable with. If you have been comfortable with not reading, not studying, with your gangsterism... And you think that that's the only way to be then so be it. But don't look at people that are making progress and be disgusted by them. You should be disgusted by your inability to move. Your inability to make motion, make waves and make a difference rather than Putting another brother down for having progress. Well, I I, I looked at that. No, finish your point. I looked at uh, LeBron James breaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record, and the conversation um, goes backwards because then we say, "Oh, he's not as good as Michael Jordan." This man achieved something that nobody else has achieved. Let them live in that fucking achievement. What are you doing?
1: Well, I I I, I to me, when I hear people that are so cynical or so pessimistic that if they ain't made it, ain't nobody made it. If ain't all black people made it, then no black person
0: made so it. They ain't got progress, then we all ain't got progress. Right. <laughs> and, and, That's and that the of you.
1: Right. That person. That that person to me is the problem. <laughs> you know, because it's what was what's funny to me is I didn't live through sixty, right, mm-hmm. but. There are people that did. And there are people that did protest, did march, did get beat up, did get dog sick on them, all the rest of that, right?
2: Mm-hmm. And then
1: we and then we got a civil rights bill. And then we got mm-hmm. civil rights. Now all the niggas that didn't do nothing benefited, <laughs> benefited from that. I ain't going out there and get my head bashed in. I ain't doing this. I'm not doing that. But the people that did, they benefited from the people that did. Hmm. And so to me, I feel like, you know, it's always the Negroes that ain't doing nothing. They got the biggest criticism about (laughs) what ain't
2: happening.
1: (laughs) You, You ain't did shit. You don't have no record of doing nothing. But you got the biggest criticism about black people ain't making no change. You don't stand in no line to vote. You don't vote. You don't don't march. You don't do shit but sit around and criticize about the niggas that is doing something while your ass ain't doing nothing. Criticizing the people that is. Yes, sir. I think they're the biggest hypocrites and the biggest problems.
2: Hmm. You, hey, you, uh, you, the you,
1: manifestation
0: you, of the crabs in the barrel
1: you, <laughs> you're, mad at, you're mad at the motherfuckers that go to college you're mad at the motherfuckers that get an education you're mad at the motherfuckers that do vote you're mad at the motherfuckers that do protest You, I I, I, I don't get it you ain't doing shit but you want shit to happen <laughs> magically
2: yes sir
0: So brother, we yeah. have to uh speaking of progress, we have to talk about the um F troop.
2: You ever heard of F Troop?
0: <laughs> this is an old show, brother. Old show. Um it's a, it was a comedy sitcom. And it was about um very racial show. Um but back then, racial shows were entertainment.
2: <laughs>
0: the Beverly Hill Hillbillies. Um, and shows like that. This is what F Troop was about. It was about um, being on an Indian reservation. And um, they had to have, um, just like Hogan's Heroes, they had to have this... Um, this outpost for the colonizers. But they made a comedy out of it to make light of the a um, serious matter. And, and they did that for entertainment. And um, back then it was funny, and I, I don't think people would find it funny now, but um, the Indians on this reservation were the real smart people. just like in Hogan's Heroes, the, in the Germans were the dummies and the um, American prisoners were the smart people. But the American prisoners found themselves in a precarious situation. So in F Troop, the Indians, Native Americans, found themselves subjugated to these colonizers. It was um, some type of um, military regiment that was guarding an outpost, and it was called F Troop. It was a cavalry. But as a comedy, it, so what happens in this comedy is um, one episode is about this balloon. I'm like, what the hell is going on in America today that um, we can take a a missile that has to be this missile has to be over a hundred thousand dollars to make these things or ten thousand dollars. Whatever the price is to shoot down a balloon, and this becomes political um, is that a word, brother? I looked that up, but um, what is going on with this fucking balloon? I have no idea, bro. <laughs> I thought you would know, brother. I, I
1: don't know anything about uh, this balloon. <laughs> uh, anything remotely Political related. Uh, I don't know anything about this foolishness,
0: brother. Um, right in the middle of our progress.
2: <laughs> um.
0: The the other. Uh, Political football out there is um, the State of the Union, which we did mention in the beginning. Uh, what did you think of all the rowdy people at the uh, State of the Union address? By the police,
1: I think it's part for the course.
2: Um, hmm.
1: You know, I think with Obama. And Trump um, it they kind of normalized that type of behavior now. Um, you get the congressman from South Carolina when Obama was in office and he was hmm. speaking, I forget what he's speaking on, but the guy said you lie
0: you in the lie. middle of it. Yeah. Never before That's president of the United States highest office in the world. Yes, yeah. Any president before or after been accused by publicly?
1: Yeah, I think that so again, if if we go back to our early conversation, I don't know any president that was disrespected um more in the State of the Union than Barack Obama, right? So that kind of set the president for that. But if you say, well, that happened to him, so, you know, he ain't a really respected president. We ain't make no progress. <laughs> you
2: know,
1: I, I mean, if you want to view it from that perspective, then, you know, you're just never going to win.
2: Hmm.
1: So, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think I've heard it tell me had said you know what I didn't free all the slaves so there wasn't no progress
2: Hmm.
1: you know but instead what she said was when they asked her how many slaves did you free she said I don't rightfully know but I think I could have freed a lot more had they known they were slaves
2: Hmm.
0: yeah my brother is a good bell to end this podcast on. I think that just rung a bell. That just sounded the trumpet, brother. Um, we are at the one minute and 47, 47, one hour and 47 minutes mark in another episode of uh, Black Mental Health and Race. I'm going to let you take us home, brother. There's a lot more subjects that we could have talked about, but uh, I'm going to let the people go early. <laughs> uh, not without your uh, guidance to land this balloon, brother. <clears throat> well, I'm, brother, I, I was hoping I had
1: landed the balloon with, with the last statement. <laughs> it balloon! <laughs>
0: that's what they said on F Troop and uh, I gotta send you this clip brother Uh, then you'll know what I'm talking about then you'll have a reference for my little laughter and my little statement it ballooned, and um, it was funny back then and to see that uh, our progress politically is based upon a balloon it's comical Um, it's not something to um, give up on politics on, but um, just something to uh, mention. We try to keep it lighthearted here at Black Mental Health and Race because we are talking about very serious subjects and we could get too filled with our own hot air, but our biggest progress is always looking within Because we can't change without, unless we change the way we think within.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I I, I think at the end of the day, um, we should be very careful about what we identify as progress and Hmm. what we are doing as progress, right? Um, Individually. Mm. Right, um, I look at the brother Al Sharpton and I look at him from where he was when I first met him at the slave theater, you know, with mm. you being security and watching where he yeah, is yeah. right now. And mm. if someone tells me that this brother has not made progress, then I have to consider the source,
2: mm.
1: right? Because for me, <clears throat> If I, and I think I learned this from Brother Al Shumper. And I think, I remember right, hear, hearing him say this at the Slave Theater. And he said, if you are having a conversation with someone that you identify as a fool, if you continue to have the conversation and you're a bigger fool than the fool that started the conversation. <laughs> So i'm so i'm saying if someone is saying to you that black folks ain't made no progress then you got to look at that you got to consider the source
2: hmm.
1: because i don't know how intelligent it is to and continue to engage someone that refuses to see progress
2: hmm.
1: because none of us are probably where we want to be we're all a work in progress. But I think that the knowledge of of Allah, the knowledge of God is an infinite path. And I think as long as we're on the path, then we're on the right path. But I think Mm -hmm. because we never get there. But I think it's only when you think that you have arrived that you have in fact deviated from the path of Allah and the path of his knowledge.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: so as long as you are seeking the path of Allah, as long as you are seeking progress, as long as you are seeking knowledge, you're on the right path. You're only on the wrong path when you have in fact did it and said, you know what, there's no progress.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Then you have fallen from the path of Allah. Then you have fallen from the path of progress. Then you've fallen from the path of progress, of knowledge. Mm-hmm.
2: I
0: remember when um, Minister Farrakhan authored uh, the book um, that he authored A Torchlight for America. Um, In one generation, we went from Fall of America with Elijah Muhammad to A Torchlight for America with Minister Farrakhan. How well received that book um was remains to be seen. But among us as a people, black people, you had some saying Oh, brother, you're going in the wrong direction. You getting solved. You gotta keep up a militaristic um attitude. But as you always say, brother, let's see how's that working out for you? How is your situation of being hard working out for you? Um, I'm up to, I always mention this guy, Will and Ariel Durant. It's a husband and wife uh, historian. I'm up to the volume number four called Age of Faith. And it talked about the Jews being in a precarious situation where they found themselves the underdog in a society that was um, killing them. just outright abusing them, oppressing them, tyranny. And this is before Germany. And the way that the people survived that was they had to accept that they were going to be killed, they were going to be Subjugated, marginalized in society. But their progress was in maybe one or two individuals. And one of these individuals became the king's highest, the king that was terrorizing him. He became the highest advisor to the king. He was so educated so um, knowledgeable that he was needed to keep this king in power. The very king's power that was subjugating his people. But when the king died, he put this person in charge, this Jewish person in charge. So it's all about perspective. And you're not going to like some moves that are made by some of the leadership. But what you can change is the moves that you make. And if the moves that you're making is still on a dysfunctional level, that you're still hating on other leaders, then maybe you need to look in the mirror and assess yourself. Where is your power going to come from? And the answer is always it only comes from within. Brother, we have done another week of um trying to have a discussion. We I think we've done very well. How many people were here is um another story in itself. Story that we'll tell our grandchildren, our future generations. And maybe somewhere, like they dug up the um, Dead Sea Scrolls, they found them in a cave. One day, a message will be found by someone that goes from being a slave to being the greatest advisor to the king and then a ruler himself.
2: I sounds like progress.
0: Really <laughs> <laughs> Thank yes, you for but... taking us home. Thank you for taking us home, brother. <laughs> uh, and that pushed that off on me. <laughs> and that
1: and that and that sounds like progress.
0: <laughs> well, I'ma still give you the last word. I deferred the, the 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 table to my distinguished colleague, Dr. Moore.
2: Hmm.
0: Take us home from South Carolina, brother.
1: Uh, I think you took us home, brother. Um, And I don't want to mess up um, anything of what you just said. Um, So um, I'm just going to echo your sentiments. Um, And I think that, again, that be the change that you want to see Be the, mani- be, the manifest- be the manifestation of the God, of the person that you want to see. If you feel that there's no change, then be that change that you want to see. When hmm. you wake up in the, when you wake up in the morning and you look in the mirror, look at the progress that you have made or the progress that you're going to make and be the example of that for yourself, for your family for the people that may see you or potentially the people that may hear this podcast
2: hmm.
0: indeed brother peace of God peace to the universe I want you to understand and know the time